Hey guys, welcome back. We made stop. it through the Rona to the stop at Central and Halsey. It's me, Leah D. I'm actually holding a nice, fine, cheap bottle of wine. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, arainy88, um, and Twitter at my first name, full, my middle initial and last name. And yes, I don't want y'all follow me on Twitter like that yet. So if you follow, you get to follow me on Twitter if you really, really know me. And if you are a stalker and can find me anyway, then you deserve to follow me. So enjoy the ride. Yes, it's your girl, Tay Tay. You can follow me at Tay's House of Vinyl. I'm still living my best brawless life on That's quarantine. Right. Um, another week, no brawls. Yep, another that's a that's the title. Write that down. Another week, another week, no bra. I was literally just talking to uh, Putty. Shout out to Putty earlier because she had me on Facetime, and I was like, "Don't have that angle there. I can tell you don't have no bra on." But then I was like, "I can't tell you last time I had a bra on. It's been a long time." I'm gonna be super like conscious this week because I the way I have a new desk setup. I bought a uh, chair. I bought office my apartment. I had to put it together last week. Mm -hmm. because my back was hurting sitting at my uh table mm -hmm. um, so i moved my dj mixer just below the desk so i can use it as my desk but it's high but i needed i i bought an office chair last week changed changed the game but my Table? angles are different with my laptop now <laughs> Not I the angles. You see a little different so you might be able to tell that i don't have a bra on depending on how i'm sitting mm -hmm. so i sometimes put a sweater on put my throw on but you know a throw was also another oh, working I got home my, tip. I have, a, I have an office full of throws at work. I had to bring them home. Bring your throws I, home with you. Um, did we tell people we were, oh, so like the rest of the world or the rest of the Northeast, um, we're on quarantine mode. So we are recording via Zoom. Um, so, because it hasn't been a while since we put out an episode. So we missed y'all. I'm sure y'all missed us. It's been it's almost been like a month. It's been three weeks to a month. Cause like light lockdown was like light. Right now it's like we tried Instagram Live last week. Yeah. Shout mm -hmm. out to everybody that um. Oh yeah. We had a good chat. I actually enjoy Instagram Live. We had a nice little chat going on Instagram Live uh last week. We talked about I forgot what shows we talked about. Oh, we talked about this was after the Clark Sisters. Yes. Oh, yes. Because we talked about the Clark sisters. Yeah, nothing else anyone in the black community was talking about last week, but the Clark sisters. I feel we like talked about we talked about little fires everywhere, which park that we're going to talk about that. Um, did we talk about we talked about insecure a little bit? We did. You know, I don't think and we I talked about the battles. Say uh, again. I said I didn't think I had. I think I had watched the. I watched season, not season. I watched episode one and two so far. Insecure. I don't love Insecure. Shout out it's to only two episodes. It's, it's I only know, two episodes. I don't. Yeah. I haven't liked this in season two. So I was. I was telling people, and I think we said it on Instagram Live. I was just like, I felt super let down by the premiere because um, I feel like I forgot that it was. We waited two years for, it. and I was like, dang, I kind of feel. Um, I just wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just following it because, like, like Issa says, I'm supporting everybody black. And she yeah. is black, and I like her. So, I watched um, that's what I'm going to do. I'll see it. This week, so, I'm still like, okay, but I support it. Fine. Okay, but besides that, we caught y'all up. Like, how are you doing? What's up with you? Anything new with you? Besides you not wearing bras? <clears throat> Um, no, I think today, like solely today, I had a really hard time focusing at home. Work. Mm -hmm. This is like the first day. This was week, this has been week six, I think, at home. Um, but who's counting? 
Everybody I, mean, I know. I feel like I'd rather count the weeks than the days. But anyway, I had a really time, hard time. I'm like tired of the computer screen. I didn't have a really lot of Zoom meetings this week or even today. Mm-hmm. But I just was tired of the screen today. So if you follow me on Instagram at like 11, between 11 and 12, I pulled out some Chaka Khan, the remixes vinyl. And I uh, posted it. And then I danced in my living room with my cup of coffee for about 20 minutes. And then I had a call at 12 and I jumped right back in because I just couldn't handle it. It is raining today. It's raining today. That also mm-hmm. didn't help. So yeah, it's, this like, is for sure sleepy weather. The temperature dropped again. Wearing meets in. But no, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm supposed to be in Atlantic City on Sunday going to the social work conference and I'm, it's, it's now virtual like everything else. Um, do you think sometimes, like, do you think it should be virtual? Like, I feel like everybody's just, instead of just saying, like, we're in a pandemic and things have changed, let us take a pause, but everybody's still trying to, like, get things done just virtually. Do you think it's going to be, like, effective virtually? Are you are you as excited about it? I'm not as excited because it's the one time in the year where we get to step away from the school or any social mm-hmm. work. Like, we get to, like, it's a whole New Jersey chapter conference and there's, like, thousands of social workers there. But I do think this particular conference, it was important to keep because of the pandemic. Um, okay. And, like, some of the workshops, a lot of the workshops that originally were offered changed. Some mm-hmm. of them stayed, but they're, like, it was an additional, like, two more about, like, how to handle things during crisis, how to handle things during a pandemic. It's a lot of, it's, like, one session on technology and social work because um, everyone has moved to telehealth. So I do think... I am excited about the topics because the topics now are just addressing what is currently happening. It's like timely. Um, relevant as hell. Super relevant. Yeah, so I pre- I, I'm going to appreciate that um, aspect of it, but I would rather be on my way to Atlantic City for three days and coming back because I've been going since I've been starting. A social worker. Right, it, yeah. I have not missed a conference in nine years. Um, so. Damn. Dad, you is it wild to think that you've been a social worker for nine years? This do you know this coming upcoming school year will be my tenth year as a school social worker? Me and my mother was having this conversation the other day. She was like, huh? And she yelling to my stepfather back. She like, flat. <laughs> Mother said You know she's been a social worker for ten years almost in September? Yeah, it'll be my tenth year coming up in September. That makes sense. I was talking to somebody about the work that I do and they were like, Well, how long have you been doing that? And I was like, I'm in my ninth year. I've been doing this. Isn't it wild to be like you've been doing something for nine years? I mean, we've been out of college this this year. Ten, Ten years. <laughs> Hopefully, dear Lord, if you could just lift the coronavirus so I could attend Howard Homecoming. It's my tenth year anniversary. Yeah. Homecoming. And if you could just make it so we graduated from college. Go, I wear a mask if I have to. Twenty ten, yes. we graduated from college. I was thinking about that. I was sitting on the toilet. Mm-hmm. The other day. You know how you sit on the toilet, reminisce about life. I do that. I have best my, thinking done. My best thinking in the bathroom always. Um, and I was sitting on the toilet. Like, damn, twenty ten, graduated from college. It's twenty twenty. Like, what the fuck? It I feels been for ten years. <laughs> I do not feel like I've been on a college ten years. Like, I could literally picture myself driving to college, going to my dorm. Shout out to room two sixty five in Meridian Hill Hall. AKA the Ebony Sex Palace. I remember it. Like, <laughs> I remember it. It, it. It's so wild that it'd be 10 years, and this, which is why I'm really, really hopeful and I want to be optimistic. Like, I will stay in the house all summer if it means I get to really celebrate my homecoming because it's supposed to be a movie. 
And right now it's feeling like a horror movie, but it was supposed to be like a movie. I'm like saving up my coins. <clears throat> I've been like saving, like I know I'm gonna spend this much money. I'm gonna need to have this much money. And then, um, nothing. Speaking of saving money, have you noticed how much money you saved? Yes. Because of this? Prior to coronavirus, I would get paid. And then maybe a week later, I'd be like, I'm broke. Yep. I looked at my bank account. I consistently look at my bank account every day. And I'm just like, what bill did not get paid? Yep. Same. I eat out less. Today, I ordered um, White Castle on Uber Eats. That was the first time I ordered Uber Eats in this whole pandemic. Like two hours ago, I was sitting in my window scrolling. I was like, what can I order on Uber Eats? And then I put shit in the cart. Then I deleted it. I was like debating with myself. And I was like, uh, I could eat these leftover chicken wings. I got this fried rice from Trader You got food at home, and you at I home. I got food at home, and I made the decision not to order. I'm saving mad money. I, I, I just, I'm also realizing, like, how much money I spend just being outside. So, like, just having the liberty to go to Target when I feel like it, that's how I end up going to Target for one thing and spending mm-hmm. way much more than I did. So, the bright side is I'm cooking more, which I love to do. Yeah. I'm saving money. And I got more money in my bank account. But did you tip your, you tipped your driver? Did you give him a little extra? Oh, see, and no, but not be. I tip him always because I just do what's automatically on oh, the no. Uber thing, which is fifteen percent. I don't. I did. I was not cognizant of tipping extra because um, of of the Rona. So I'm sorry. I just. I'm. It's automatically fifteen percent tip. It is, but sometimes some it be. I was like, no, I'm not giving them this much. I change it sometimes. It, listen, it depends. It depends. Well, I wish you could sell the tip after they drop it all. Sometimes. Oh yeah, I will give my. I have given um, Lyft drivers cash at the doors before. Oh, not Lyft drivers, like any um, ride share, ride food company. I've given extra money at the door. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. let's get. Oh, with <laughs> oh, also uh, this is great because I'm like learning how to. Make, it feels like I'm at work now. Because I'm in a Zoom meeting, and I'm reading the chat, and I give a lot of virtual presentations because I work from home remotely. So I'm looking at my chat because we got we got producer Rio, we got a producer y'all. Yeah, she's on our call, and the she's, last couple weeks. she's texting us notes, um, and she asks us questions. Um, oh yeah, so do we feel like tipping? Do we feel like tipping our Uber drivers more during the pandemic? I didn't realize that this is my first time ordering or taking an Uber or Lyft share, but it's already set to fifteen percent. So they I tip them all, but I didn't think about. Um, tipping them extra but yeah, because what wasn't your delivery free uh waived it was zero no first thank you so a couple things i'm learning that there are not as many restaurants as available which i was i was i would have thought it was the opposite like mm-hmm. mcdonald's prior to this always had free delivery or 99 cent delivery i tried to order ubis maybe like two weeks before mcdonald's wasn't even available at, and it was like eight o'clock at night but i think that's because it closed like stuff is closing early then the delivery fees are higher. Like I've seen two ninety nine. Like I'm also like before the pandemic, if the it was only one place, two places that I would pay for if the delivery fee was over like four ninety nine. If it's over four ninety nine, I ain't ordering it. I could just go get gas. I could just get in the car and get it. It ain't with me to get it. I like a free delivery, a ninety nine cent delivery, a one ninety nine delivery. I'm comfortable in those. It got to be really good for me to do two ninety nine, three ninety nine. I ain't doing nothing over four ninety nine. Nothing. Unless you that one place in Bloomfield that I love and then this other place in South Orange. Other than that, I'm not ordering it. Um but yeah. All right, let's see. Let's talk about 
ask you one question though? Yes, yeah, um, you can ask me any question you want to ask me. Baby face or Kelly Riley? Baby face. So, thank okay. you. This wasn't even a competition to me. Low-key, they should have never even battled. Because, like, I don't think that Teddy Riley has the resume to battle Babyface. Like, Babyface is iconic. Like, First of all, did you know Babyface in his 60s? In his early 60s? He old. Like, I just didn't think about it. Like, I heard it today. And, like, I knew Babyface was old. But I just... Think about I just think I know we're thirty, right? Baby but faces popping like, in as like popping and established before we were even born. I know, but I just in my mind was just not thinking that baby faces. Was that baby way. face was old. Those technical difficulties they had was mad funny because I was like, they're just old men <laughs> who don't know it how to navigate hilarious. technology. I really couldn't watch the second round because I was just over it. Yeah, baby the first round ruined it like, for me. He's the king of shape in both both times. Yeah. And Teddy Riley is doing too much. He did too much. He did. He said too many people in the house. I'm concerned that they're going to have coronavirus. Um, But I also think, so like the way Teddy prepared to battle, to prepare to battle Babyface and the way Babyface (laughs) prepared to battle Teddy lets me know that there should have been no competition. Babyface just said, I'm going to sit down with my laptop in my studio with my Grammys in the background and I'm just going to play on my computer. That they wasted his time after he didn't fought Corona. Mm-hmm. They wasted he his time. Corona. He had just, you know, got himself back to 100% to do. Because remember, it was set for a couple, like a two weeks prior. Yeah, and it was. I forgot he had the Rona. It hadn't been announced yet that he had Rona. So when then now I was like, oh, this makes sense. And we just wasted his time Saturday night. Teddy Riley was about to give a whole concert. And we didn't need that. Babyface could have just been like, just play my tracks. Like, Babyface didn't need it. I appreciate the music is like, I've listened to like all the like Apple music playlists that have come from that. Like people started making their own playlists from, from the thing. And I'm just like, yo, Babyface, even, I mean, t- not for nothing. I'm not knocking Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley had hits too, but like. Not like Babyface. Not like Babyface. But also they just came from like a good era of music. Yeah, like, era, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I like Babyface. The next rumor is the next battle is supposed to be um, okay. Diddy versus. Um, What's his name? Dr. Dre. Okay, so wait. When we do these battles, help me understand, is it like people who write or produce? I think it's whatever they decide. Oh, because I'm like, Diddy don't write. Everybody writes stuff for Diddy. He produces mad stuff. I just, you know, and Diddy samples a lot. So like, I think also some of these battles are just like unfair. I think people just want to see people as producing artists. I think people just want to see people battle. But like, I think that I think that Dr. Dre and Diddy is going to be a hard battle because I think it's just going to come to musical preference by coast. Yes, because I feel like Diddy can't he can't take Dr. Dre. I just I th- I think like if you go hit to hit, hit to hit, Dr. Dre blows Diddy out the water That's because I'm from I'm from the Northeast. I'm more familiar with Diddy songs, so they resonate with me differently. Right. But like I think if we went numbers to numbers dr dre it dr dre wins in a landslide but i mean i think it would be fun to see i do appreciate that the artists are you making the best of what they have so i mean it's just a cool opportunity some people get new fans like i'm sure it was a tons of aunties and uncles on baby faces and um 
um, the Teddy Riley things, but they opened the music to new people, just like when a new edition movie came out. All these kids at the school I was working at with rediscovering, or not even rediscovering, discovering new edition for the first time. It's cool and it's refreshing, and that's the cool thing about music is that. Yeah, they're streaming. The music. I just want to see, uh, they're streaming one up. I just want to see some female artists. That's my personal. Yeah, like who? And people was like, well, who would you want to see? Like, which is this idea about whether it's like just artists or like producers? Because with right. female artists, I feel like it can go, because like, who was going to battle me see at it? Yeah, I, but I so I would love to see like Esther Dean and like Seven Streeter battle or like Esther Dean and Carrie Hilson battle because yeah. they both are writers. Like that would be a good battle, but like I don't know if I want to see like two singers just playing their songs. I no, think it's but like you know what would be cool? Like if like a Brandy Brandy and Monica like Kalula brought that up. My sister brought that up. Randy, that I think, like, just not producing, just, like, because of who they was for the era, because the boy is mine, they both have, like, a good collection of music. I wonder if they have a single. They like, I think singers them. should have a single. Yes, like, we should, uh, Randy, Monica, match up, and, like, mm. you know, it was always rumors about them, like, not liking each other and being friends, and, like, not, like, so that kind of thing can, like, be stopped. I don't know. I just want to see Brandy and Monica just come together collectively, you know, and just I would like to see singers battle and, like, the people pick a song and then the singers, like, sing the first verse of the, or the chorus or a minute of the song to see who could do it the best. Like, I think that would be um, funny. Yeah, but I don't yeah. want to see any more. I just want to see some female matchups. Some female matchups. Okay. Um... Yeah, so that's great. It's a good catch up on us. Um, do so. We we briefly talked about insecure, but we're gonna get back into insecure because it's gonna take us to like our topic of the day. So you're all caught up on insecure, correct? Yes, I'm caught up. You might have to. I watched it a couple of days ago. Um, I, I remember. So we two weeks in. The first episode two weeks ago was just the se- season premiere. It had been gone for two weeks. Um, Issa is throwing this cool party, block party thing. Mm-hmm. She um, is sleeping with a full size nigga, which I appreciate. He's I one of my favorite characters. Even um, the episode, I appreciated. I was like, yeah, I liked him. I liked I him. Uh, I appreciated the think pieces on him that people wrote about. Some people suggested because y'all love writing think pieces for Insecure, but some I saw one that said that um, TSA Bay has been the most consistent man, or like not the most consistent man, but has held Issa down better than any of the other men and I've seen both sides of the argument but I think I might be I might side with TSA but he came there he hyped her up I like to um Molly is Molly with the Asian guy right yes I but I do like the Asian man Asian Bay is cute he is cute Asian Bay is cute not to um beat on a dead horse but how long is Amanda Seals going to be pregnant (laughs) like I feel like that's a running joke now when the series opened that she was going to already have the baby it just happened but they're playing with flashbacks in this season too oh, like, i think they're going they're flash they're like going months prior so i don't know but i feel like she i feel like she was pregnant she's pregnant this season i feel like she was pregnant last season i think we i feel like we found out she was pregnant the season before last so like i don't know what kind Did of nigga time y'all are on wasn't there a baby shower last season yeah, because that's where they got into an argument, right? Didn't her and um, who's my favorite character? That I can't remember her name. Is it Tiffany? Tiffany what's is the, uh, Amanda Seals' character. No, no. What's the what's the one? The funny one. Um, comedian. Ain't she a comedian? Yes. 
Yes, the like funniest him. one, the funniest friend. Yeah. Um, didn't um, one of the friends get mad at Amanda Seals' character for not letting her play in her baby shower? Wasn't that like some shade in there too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vaguely. Um. So yeah, that's what's happening on Insecure. And then this episode. Oh, and then Lawrence is back, which like I do not understand why Lawrence is back. He does not okay. need to be on the show. I'm assuming Issa is being a good friend to the character that played to the person that plays Lawrence and is giving him the paycheck. But like, there is no point for Lawrence to be in the show. <laughs> like, I don't get why he's there. I understand why they even had to have a conversation this last episode. Why he had to go to her house. Like, I get it. But, and then she called him when she got to, like, this is a spoiler, when she got to the concert, um, before she was, like, trying to clarify, like, what she should have said, I say, like, I just, I, I think Issa and Lauren's going to end up being together. That's probably why he's still around. Yeah, I think Issa and Lauren's going to be together, because also I thought it was interesting that Lawrence said, don't tell her. Mm-hmm. Because Issa did, to me, Issa did the responsible thing, even though I think it was a little thirsty to check in with Lawrence. It's like, why do you keep? I know why you keep wanting to talk to this nigga because you're not over him, but she called to like just be like, I just want to make sure it's okay to speak to Condoleezza or Condola, whatever that girl's name is. Condola. Condola. Mm-hmm. To speak to Condola. And Lawrence was like, no, she was like, should I tell her? Should I mention it? And he was like, no. Nah. I was like, why? This is, you're already, this is also being a little weird. I ultimately think that they're going to make them two be together, which at this point I'm fine I'm ready to go on the ride but um yeah they got mutual friends I don't know I mean a lot of people talked about that I don't know if I could have that's never happened to me where somebody I dated there I don't know the situation between Issa and Lawrence I don't think that's ever happened to me I don't know how I would take it I, I thought it was interesting have I do have an ex and then we share mutual friends yes you do yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, I do. Right, a lot of mutual friends, but yeah, we we our friendship is like solid where it's not an issue. Like those lines don't cross anymore, like they used to in the past. They used to cross all the time, and that's probably why we was going back and forth all the time because all our mutual friends is in our business. That was the problem. I tried to help him. <laughs> if you tried, this is what I'm, now that I think about it, it's like because all our mutual friends stayed in our business, which is how we always somehow ended up back together. And it was, that mm-hmm. was an issue. And then when I finally shut the shit, like shut it down to like every, people that were still doing it, like we were able to like, see, I can hear my, I can let go things on my, in my way, in my time. So can you empath- you can empathize with Issa or you can see like where Issa stands or where she's coming from in this? Yeah, I can see it. I can see it, but I just with the Lawrence thing is we it was weird that he was like, Well, y'all were having a conversation with me about me. And then she was like, they were like, No, 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 no. But we had to like get rid of the awkwardness. Like I've never had that kind of thing. Like that's different. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's intentional, like, for the show purposes, like, obviously, it is intentional why Lawrence is still here. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And then do we want to talk about the big point, the like, the most important relationship, I think, in Insecure? Um, we want to talk Molly, about Molly and Issa. Yeah, that's weird. It was even weird. This this episode, it was weird. This, this idea about, like, introducing the new friends piece. Yeah. And, like, obviously, Molly 
was bothered when she showed up and then Issa invited her to stay for food and she was just like but no sis like I wanted to have a conversation with you I don't know her like that which is fair which is fair I understand I completely down with that like if this wasn't the plan I don't know her and Molly knows that like that's Lauren's new girl like so why she's like Issa why are you getting yourself involved in Right. I think I think Molly was being protective of Issa as her friend, which like I'm not mad at her for. I actually think that in that situation, Issa should have get given Molly a heads up before Molly got there. Um, especially because I think Molly had expressed to her, if you go back earlier, I don't remember if that was the first episode or last week's episode, but remember they were at Tiffany's house and they were sitting there and Issa was talking about TSA Bay and Molly hadn't figured it out oh, before yeah, or had yeah. heard about it and Molly was like what what and then Issa was like yeah it's like nothing um we'll catch up on it at dinner I think that was Issa making a plan to say like me and you will catch up and then Molly got there and, and, and it wasn't like that yeah I, I if I'm like totally on Molly's side in that point like I, I take both of them sides so like in the fact that Issa showed up to dinner like knew she had dinner plans specifically with Molly and then had an outside friend come in like I see why Molly would be, um, I see why Molly would be pissed off for sure because it's different than like, oh, I'm hanging out, girl. Do you want to just come and hang out and you meet my friend, and then like having intentional plans with your friend, and then essentially bombarding her with somebody new without giving her a heads up like way before she comes out. Because Molly should have gotten the option to be like, oh, I chill, or just be like, oh, I really thought it'd just be me right. and you. Then there was this other dynamic to their to the episode of their friendship when they got to the mountain when they was hiking. Yes. That was the other pieces where they were having the conversation. Issa was like, Well, I just think you like did she say she like she like being miserable? I think you like fucking shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got weird. And like this piece about like them checking each other or like holding them accountable. And then um, Molly lied. And then Molly lied. We got a lot to break down. So I think that interesting. I think the relationship dynamic is switching because often in the show we see Molly being the more quote unquote responsible friend, but only because of like things I think she's accomplished like professionally and likewise. Like Molly, when we first discovered them, seemed like a, a, a truer adult or like closer to being a an adult than Issa was, and it was a lot of um, Molly like Issa going to Molly for advice first of all. And then Molly sort of, like, giving her advice and telling her what to do. But this time, the tables kind of switched. I think we are seeing Issa grow up, in a sense, from who she was in the first one. And as you, like, grow up, you just learn things and you feel more confident and she's finding her voice. And I think she brought up a brilliant point to Molly. I don't think Molly is used to switching roles or, like, having someone give her direction and she didn't take it well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because, like, I believe that if you dish it, you got to be able to take it. Um, True. Which is also interesting because it's like, then what do you think about Issa? Or, like, have you not seen Issa as, like, a responsible person or seen her growing? Because I think if your friend has the ability to call you on your stuff, um, it may be, it shouldn't be hurtful. And I don't think what Issa said was hurtful. And it I don't think Issa said it in the main way. She was just like, dang, like... But you then mess everything up? she didn't like you said like she didn't she doesn't respect Issa in that kind of way giving her that like giving that feedback so she didn't take it as seriously and then decided to lie and or Molly don't like feedback and or Molly like, don't, Molly like, Molly feedback. don't like, feedback. And like and that's annoying like 
you can't like if you can't be able to give your friends or like family constructive feedback then like where do you live leave that in the relationship because like how many times do you need to say something to somebody for them to get it because you just end up in the same conversations like over and over again and like like Issa said to that point was like I think you just like fucking shit up and guess yeah. what if if that's what you like by all means do that do it but don't but also like I think easily like it's also the thing like you ever had a friend I'm sure you have I've probably even been this friend and I've also had friends like this so you ever have a friend where they seem to do the same thing over and over and over again and it comes some point at the friendship where you're just like bruh we yeah. do this all the time yeah and then you have to make a decision and it's like do you want to be bothered right and you I like I do that no more Right, and that, after a while, it's just like this idea is just like, do you have another conversation about it, or you just wash your hands with it? Right. And I think I've been on both ends. I've been on the end where I'm like, okay, we can. This person is somewhat level headed. We can have another conversation. Then I've also been on the other end where I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm washing my I'm hands. Done. I'm, I'm done. done. Like I don't know okay. no conversations. Nothing like that. Great. So, Kate, let's talk us. Can you talk about, or let's talk about how do you know, or what are the signs that you're like outgrowing a friendship? Because I think that Molly, I think we're starting to see, we're definitely starting to see an evolution in their friendship. I don't know if it's completely doomed, but there definitely is, there's definitely a change Mm -hmm. to their friendship. Um, And I've been in friendships where I have outgrown people and I think I've even been on the other side where people have, have outgrown me. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I was completely cognizant of it. And sometimes I just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some times where I was been completely oblivious, <laughs> oblivious to it and be like, Oh, what? and it's like, what happened to you? So it's just like, Oh yeah. Like we yeah. just don't talk as much. Yeah. It's cool. But... I think like if we are not the same people we were like five or six years ago, like we are evolving and sometimes the person that you're evolving to a uh, one friend or two may not be in the same space. So it doesn't mean you hate each other or like, mm-hmm. you can't have conversations like you just in different places in life. And sometimes that moves you completely out of the friendship for like no bad reason or you end up growing together. Yeah. I had a, um, it's funny. I'm actually doing that. Well, I'm like in the rebirth of a friendship um, with a person I used to be friends with and we stopped being friends because something happened between that friend and another friend and I think the friend that I'm like going through the rebirth with I'm, and I don't, I don't even know if like friend is the right word but like the reconnecting of the relationship just like automatically just stopped talking to some of the friends but I think and this is just me just assuming allegedly like I assume that they thought oh because I messed things up with that friend and I know that they are super close to that friend I should not encroach. Um, but interestingly, interesting, interestingly enough, it's been super hard for me to maintain friendships or feel like I'm doing a good job at being a friend since being in business school because, like, mm. my attention is being pulled um, in other directions. But funny thing is, this person is also in business school, too. So I feel like there are a lot of things that I can talk about or express to that person who we used, who I used to be closer with because they are having the same experiences I have. And it's funny because we didn't have an official conversation when we decided, when we stopped talking as much as we did. Um, and just sort of just been cool, cordial, none of that, like unfollow each other on Instagram, unfollow people on Facebook or talk bad about them. It's just like, 
you know, it, I felt like it wasn't fair to me, but you did what you had to do. I get it. Like, I didn't lose sleep over it. I'm sure that person didn't either. And then now, um, because we are sharing some of the same experience, we've sort of just also not even talked about it, just sort of just got back in the flow of it. And it's been super cool. We don't talk every day. We don't even talk every week. <laughs> um, when we do talk, it's mean and it's thoughtful, thoughtful and it's like fulfilling. And then um, we take it from there. So I've been on, I've been on both sides of it. I think I'm not a person who necessarily loves to be like, let's have a conversation about it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, the yin and yang is up and let's like come together and kumbaya or something. I think I will talk about it if we need to talk about it, but I'm not going to like, I don't also need to talk about every movement or change. Like, I think some things don't require an explanation. Um, sometimes it's just, it is what it is. I think society pushes us to be, more communicative and to talk to people more but somehow I think people think they are always owed an explanation yes. um the and sometimes learn that they are not owed the explanations and stuff we'll be all right because sometimes we'll right. everything doesn't warrant an explanation I think even with I, I could think of like one friendship I've had with a friend since like middle school and high school we did we didn't go to school together but we did like some outside activities together then we um was in college but I realized that this was like within the last two years when she we were both going through different points in life and we just kind of drifted like literally she was she was pregnant and having a baby and at the same around the same time my father passed away so mm-hmm. like I wasn't necessarily present or aware when she was like having her and then because of that I was all like we just drifted but that was like yeah. I know I know when it drifted was around that time like the month my father passed was like within days of her giving birth. And then I was just in that fog. Right. And, and I just got and, lost in the song. And it just got lost. Like we follow each other on Instagram. We say happy birthday and text stuff like that, but it's not as close as we used to be, which is fine. But I, I understand now, like life was happening. Yeah, that's like, life, that's, life happens. Life happens. And like that's it, what it is. Right? It's I no think, bad blood. I think that's a part of growing up. I think like, as you do become more of an adult and you grow and you get other responsibilities, you understand. And you also just know that some things, you can't do a full stop for some things. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You can't do a full stop for some things or some people. And I think, and a part of me is just saying, I'd be like, you know what? I don't, listen, I don't have the capacity. I can't do it. I don't have time. Like, <laughs> I, when, in, when I do have time, I'm happy to hear about it, but I cannot have time. All right, some more questions of you for us um, because of friendship. Um, what does breaking up with a friend look like? Have you, no, this is a better question. Have you ever told somebody, I don't want to be friends no more? Ooh. Ooh, I have. At the, in college. And we we are good, better now, but, like, they, I have a friend. Um, and I think she I, she used to listen to uh, us before. Um, but we had a falling out, like, a couple weeks before graduation on campus. And you know I am not confrontational. Like, you know, I don't, like, I just don't. But this one time, there was a lot of stuff happening. We was in multiple activities together, and shit was just going haywire. I wrote her email, like, a long email. Like, we met on campus, and I was just like, I am done. <coughs> oh, my, oh, Lord. What, what, and, you know, what, it, it, like, it was a lot going on, but that's the only time I remember. And, like, now, like, after all that happened, the college, like, we're cool. We called you. Talk. I support her and her things, things like that. But at the time, it just was bad timing and it was no time for any nonsense. And I was just like, I am done. And my friends in my group chat can tell you, like, 
I was like in rare form. Because you know I don't really get upset. I'm never I, I, I'm I surprised really, you I say do this. not really get upset. I am calm, cool, and cordial with most people. And like you really gotta push my buttons for me to just be like I've also seen your buttons be pushed. I've also seen you be like where I'm just like I'm done, which is again yeah. you, you in rare rare form. And, I, and I've told people that I was like, listen. Tay is, I, I, I've said this like verbally, and I was like, you know it's bad when Tay ain't got enough. Uh, yeah, because when I had, because I don't like people wasting my time. Yeah. And like, my time. And then you give people like multiple, like choices, or like multiple times and ch- uh, chances rather, and they just waste their time. And when people want to do fuck shit, like, do that by yourself. Don't bring me in it. Don't bring me in it. Don't <laughs> like, bring me in it. I can't. So I've never told a friend, I've never told a friend, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Funny thing is I have told like romantic partners, like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I, and that's because I think it's harder to. Is that easier? Yes. Because I think I pour, because I have more um, practice and experience with it, a lot more of me goes into my friendships. I put more into friendships than I have into romantic situations. Yeah, um, because my friends don't let me down for the most part. <laughs> like I don't have anything to worry about, and I also know that like if I have an issue or a conflict with friends, I am more invested and willing and want to work that out because mm-hmm. it just means more to me. Um, so I've never said like I've never said clearly I don't want to be friends with you anymore. But like my body language and my actions have done that. Like I have um, ghosted. I've ghosted plenty of friends. Like I've I've ghosted plenty of people. I, I would I would like to say this though the people minus a couple there are a couple outliers most of the people that I ghosted I would say that I wasn't really friends with because mm. I also don't use the title friend there are a whole bunch of people like oh I got this friend friend and I have a lot of friends but like my friendships that I have with people are very very meaningful so like if you're my friend and I call you my friend and like you my friend for real I just don't be like oh I met this girl couple weeks ago we went for drinks that's my friend like I just be like I met this girl whatever <laughs> um this is her name she cool we hang out but like it takes a lot for me um to call someone a friend because I feel like you need to like prove something to me like just as if I was dating a man he would need to court me and do these things so we can connect this for the same thing with the friends like I don't have friends court me but there are things you need to do to show that you're like trustworthy and I can trust you and reliable all the things I look for in a friendship yeah, I used to feel some type of way about this ghosting idea until, like, I had to do it in a friendship. And I was okay with it because it was necessary. Yes. I've been on sometimes you get tired. End, I've been on the other end of a romantic way, which is different. But, like, I didn't really think about it until I had to do it myself as a friend, how valuable it was. And yep. I was like, oh, I get it. I was like, I, I sort of understand now why people do it. Because sometimes you just have to, that's the only way. Yeah. Well, you, you just end up in the same cycle over and over again with the person. And they don't care. Yeah. yeah. I think you get ghosted for two reasons. One, if someone was never really invested, invested in you in the first place. And then the other reason is if somebody was super, super duper invested in you and you blew it. <laughs> Either way, it shows you don't care. Because, like, if someone is constantly like, okay, another chance. 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 Like, how many chances? At, at, at what point do you step up and be like, this person's giving me mad chances. Let me try to do better. But no time for wasted time. No, t- no time for wasted time. 
And people um, do what you allow them. Pe- yes. People will only do what you allow them. Because you should be able to tell somebody once, like, hey, when you do this, it I makes like me feel this kind of way. Or yeah. I don't like it. Or I would appreciate it if you didn't do it. And not that I'm asking the person to get it right 100% next time, but I at least want you to be cognizant of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you won't do it again, but at least, like, when you, if you do it again and I bring it up to you, it's not like, what do you mean? Like, no, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, like, explicitly said this. Like, I do not like this when you do this and you still continuously do it. But, and then sometimes people make a promise to be better at it <laughs> and still don't do it. So it's just like, in the end of the day, if you can't keep a promise to yourself, I am foolish for expecting you to keep a promise to me. Because like when you lie, you lie to yourself first. When you cheat, you cheat yourself first. So if you don't respect yourself and you are the carrier of your own body, I can't expect you to have me as a priority when you don't have yourself as a priority. Message. That's all I gotta say about that. All right. Um, apologizing to friends. I apologize uh, to friends all the time. Yeah, I think. Necessary. Yeah, if I if that's something to apologize. I don't think I've not that I know of. <laughs> my friends hear this, and you feel otherwise. Send me a text message. <laughs> like, I also don't think I have done something to a friend that was that caused me to have like a very very sincere apology and not done it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm same. Yeah. And not done it. Whether it was it came organically or whether that friend came to me and was like, yo, that really hurt my feelings. That really made me feel some type of way. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, my bad. Ain't mean to do that to you, sis. Um, but yeah, I have no problem apologizing for friends. I get I think also depends on your friendship. Like in my friend circle, a lot of these folks. I don't have a lot of new, new friends. I would say, like, my, like, really close, newest friends would probably be, like, Pam and Marte. Mm-hmm. And I've been friends with them for, like, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a, put a lot of time in my friendships. And, like, we argue. We laugh. Sometimes I'm loud and wrong. Sometimes they loud and wrong. And we, like, correct each other in a moment. And then yeah. we, like, get over it. But I don't, I don't yeah, think I have a group of friends. That stuff that's lingering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think we went through that in middle school. That's what I was about to say. I feel like that's, I'm thinking about my students, like, they do stuff like that. They be mad about stuff for days and out, and, like, they don't know how to have a conversation. That's how I end up doing mediations, because they don't know how to just apologize in the moment. Here's a good question. You know we went to, we graduated, for y'all who don't know, we graduated with only 22 people, right? And most of these people we had known since we were in the fifth grade. Do yep. you think that because we graduated with such a small amount of people that we were better, not better, that's the wrong word, but maybe more ahead of or more be more advanced in friendships than the women you met at college? Um, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends, I feel like, don't necessarily have friends from, like, childhood or have friends, like, we, you and I have been friends over 20 years that's wild um to even say out loud but like don't have friends in that like category to say like i've had been friends with this person for over 20 years or i've been friends with this person since we were eight and mm-hmm. like i came into college already with that like between you and Misha, god rest her soul you know i i had already had these established friendships solid 
going into college. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think that's how you and I were able to easily intertwine our college friends. Yeah. Like this idea of introducing like new friends things, like even to do that because like we were already established. I wasn't like, oh, Aaliyah's going off to school and got all these new friends and forget about me. Like it was it just, yeah. but people's mindset, there are people that our mindsets are that way. But like that mm-hmm. wasn't the issue. Even when Misha was a year behind us in school. Right. She, was first. she hung out with us. She hung out. She hung out with us. And even when we got to college, her friends at Temple, when she came up to visit, everybody just entered. It was just like we were all friends. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No competition. Yeah. I think I think there is such thing as competition in friendships. Like I've been in situations where people feel like they had to compete with friends if they're like, I've been this friend for I've been your friend for longer or I I went through this experience with you. So I should whatever. I just don't feed into it. I'm like, listen, you're my friend, you're my friend. What are we gonna what are we gonna do? Especially yeah, like I think giving our friendships and our intertwining friendships are like great examples. <laughs> Not like great examples. I'm like, yeah, like Putty did what did Putty see you? The Made of America? thing one year like a couple years ago you went somewhere we you went to each other? Yeah. yeah we did was it made in america maybe, it might have been. yeah like or curl fest. curl fest oh yeah maybe it was curl and fest. we ran into each other at curl fest yeah like running to each other at curl fest i'm just like oh do you think i'm like you could text shantae it's fine like i don't you can invite shantae yeah. where you go i mean just like you and kalila same thing with family like you were yeah, not a record person but you, were, yeah. you and kalila went to a whole concert together i wasn't there or like when we went to the concert and you met Kalil's other friends, or when I told, we bought the tickets to the Jill Scott concert, I told Pep and them, I was like, um, my friend Shantae is coming. They was like, we love Shantae. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I was just trying to be polite and introduce everybody. It's like, yeah, we know Shantae, we love Shantae. I'm like, well, listen, Godspeed. Shout out to Friendship. So they are yeah. beautiful if you can keep it's them. What you, it's like what you pour into And if people have the same values, which I think amongst like all our friends carry some of the same values, like, it's an easy, it's an easy mix. Yeah. So do you, when you are in mixing friend groups, do you introduce, do you like put a lot of thought into how you introduce your friends? Like in title wise or just in general? Just in general. So like, just in general, like you have a birthday party, right? Or like think about the first birthday party you had when like your friend, like maybe that first birthday celebration out of college. And I probably we, I got invited to when your your friends from King was there and it's just like I'm like I don't I don't it's funny like I don't think about putting like special thought into it be like oh I'm gonna yeah, because I, I think for me like genuinely I probably had like had conversations about you and a couple other people yeah. already like just in general and things like that even like this this past birthday like I was very intentional about like really inviting like my closest friends and like in a group chat is like coming I'm like oh Ali and like that like remember when we we all went to the uh I, that's what my, my leg had been right since when we went to the uh jump the trampoline place oh right yes my knee has not it, been right since. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah remember school was over and yeah, I had yeah. planned that it was like most of my friends from college and you and like we all just had a good time and we went to get drinks after that was my first time meeting them oh it was remember remember Brittany was smoking in the back of my car that's what I knew <laughs> Or remember, remember when we that. went to the beach? Yes, when we went to the beach. I remember the that beach, day when we went the to the beach. beach. That was great. The beach yes. trip was like one of like that was one of my favorite things we all did together. Yeah, that we was fun. We got good. What beach we went to? We got we went to Belmar. Belmar, yes. Went to Belmar yeah. Beach. Yes, that was good. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about. It. I think it's funny. I don't. Um, I think be, I think because I talk about all my friends to all my friends that they know. Um, 
they know who each other is. Like, it's funny. I like, producer Rhea, do you, don't say anything, but just say it in the chat. Do you remember the first time I told you about uh, Taya? Like, how'd you, it's weird. Like, you don't, I don't think you ever got like a real, real introduction. It probably was like, you showed up at a cookout or something. Oh, and like mm-hmm. I talk, and the thing, the crazy thing is like what Rhea, shout out to producer Rhea, I literally was just telling my mother the other day, and she was like, what? I was like, we having to meet, and I said, remember Rhea? And I was like, okay. and I was like, Rhea was a super important because when my father passed away, right. Rhea literally was like one of my backbones. Like Rhea and I didn't even know this. And right, like I had, I didn't even know nothing about sending audio messages. Rhea would send me these long ass audio messages. Yes, Rhea yes, will audio message your life away. Yes, she will. And yes, ever will. since then, I've been like doing talking through audio messages. But Rhea is like Aaliyah's friend from college. But when my father passed away, we had like the similar thing, and we literally for like five months, Rhea and I would like check in once a week and just have these conversations, and it really like helped me in my grief. At one point, you were talking to Rhea more than I was talking to Rhea. And I didn't even know. I remember we were like, recording the old show. And you were like, I talked to Rhea. I was like, you talked to Rhea? I don't, what is Rhea up to? I don't know. You, yeah, I was like, I talked to Rhea almost like every day. I was like, listen. Every okay. week. And remember I texted you for Rhea. I was like, can you send me Rhea's address? I can send Rhea card. Yeah, remember? I remember. Cause, yes, and I also remember that you having your connection with Rhea made me check back in with Rhea. Because I, I never get, we was at the church and you was like, I talked to Rhea today. I was like, my reason? He was like, yeah. You know, she's talking to me about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's just, that makes sense. And I think I remember, like, that night or the next day, I just like, hey, I was like, let me check in on producer Rhea because apparently, like, she, other friend, I was, other friendships are forming, which I'm fine for. But I was like, and that's the way you want friendships to work. You'd be like, listen, I am not a guardian, like, over them. I am not their master. I, like, love them and want the best of them. But, like, you could talk to her because I don't like to be the middleman. Like, you, I'll hit up yeah. and like, can I give Shantae your number? Can I get pay your number? Brie, have at it. Because I don't, I, don't I don't need multiple text messages. But yes, yeah, you do. It's, yes, familiar. <laughs> yes, it was, it was a great time. Um, oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Over brunch. Um, what, what about beefs with friends? I can't think of the last time I had a beef with a friend. Um, I heard beef in between. Yeah, I got. Yes, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't think I've had like serious beef with friends. I'm trying to think where like friends can stand each other because I also think my friendship, my friend groups are so big that that burden of trying to solve that conflict probably wouldn't fall on one person, and because it wouldn't fall on one person, and if it falls on multiple people then comes multiple personalities and there are some personalities who are just gonna be like look we're not doing this back and forth stuff y'all got a problem y'all gotta hash it out and I think it's done from there but I haven't really dealt with like it's just it's, I think when you've been friends with people for a long time you it's easier to sort through what is real like what is a real conflict and what is just somebody in their feelings and you just and hopefully you call your friends and be like man you just need to call them, okay? Everybody ain't gonna be able to call you every time. How about if you want to talk to somebody so bad, you pick up on the phone. Stop waiting for people to call you. And that's the end of it. <clears throat> um, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, oh, so did you know, speaking of friends, we also bonded over this thing because we've been friends for so long. We've been friends longer than this has been out. Love and basketball turned 20. Let me tell y'all. I think Love and Basketball was Aaliyah and I's first DVD. It was, it was my I, second DVD. I, I, 
second at, at our house at either, our respective houses. Yes, we've had many movie nights yes. over love and basketball. Over love and basketball. I'm sure today, if we were watching it together, we probably wouldn't make it through it because we both know all the. Lines. I can say it word from word. I can still say from love all, from every, every quarter. From every, every quarter. Okay. I know the music that goes in the There's background. There's no DVD that I've watched more than Love and Basketball. Love, I love, oh my God. I loved and still love Love and Basketball. And, like, we, and, and we also like love basketball. We also have yes. like where we like, we love basketball. Aaliyah and I used to trade WNBA cards. WNBA basketball cards. I still wish I had those cards. I still got my collection. They we probably worth some money. Save them. I do. I still have. I be thinking about giving them to my niece, but she ain't old no. enough to like care. No, to unfair her. You got like Cynthia Cooper cards, Cheryl Swoops cards. No, keep them. Yeah, keep them. So yes, loving basketball, celebrating 20, 20 years. Shout out to um, our friend Kiki, um, who dropped the article. Yes, who right to essence? She dropped the article yesterday about um, some some facts about loving basketball that people may or may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I dived into that yesterday. One of my favorite scenes that she wrote about in the article um, is when Alfrey, one of the mother. Alfrey Woodard, an icon. Yeah, smack Monica. You know, that good scene, that black mother-daughter conversation mm-hmm. and popped her. And what people, the article was mentioned that that was the very first scene they shot. Um, and they felt comfortable with another. That was a real slap that um, yes. Sonata and Alfrey smack her. And it was, mm-hmm. it was gold. It was perfect. Yeah. One of my she said that crazy part. line. She said that crazy line to her. Yes. Let me get oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, what else? The slap. Wait, we knew that the slap was real. Oh, Alfred would have ad-libbed, oh, no, they christened their mamas in Spain, which is like a yes. classic black line. <laughs> oh, no. That every, every black mother has said it. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know where you've been, but is that, is that what they do there? Because that's what we don't do there. Oh, no. Are they christening their mamas in Spain? <laughs> um... Oh, Tyra Banks. That was a good Helped fact. Helped get to Barcelona because she was Tyra Banks. Yes, and she said she would wear the, um, what is it? The Virgin, Virgin um, Airline. Um, the, flight attendant uniform. Yeah, that. Yep. And that's how they was able to go tape in Barcelona. That was a good fact. That was a good fact. Because so, also it's just like, I watch, this is kind of off topic, but I subscribe to Will Smith's something on Snap where uh-huh. he like does things during quarantine and he had Tyra Banks on. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, like I forget that Tyra Banks was a supermodel. Yeah. Like, she, Tyra Banks probably was like the most popular so person much. in that film. Yeah, she was. She's done that, so much outside of that. That's amazing because like just think of the marketing power. Virgin Airlines is like, bet, we'll let y'all do this and give you a discount if you let Tyra Banks put it only if you get Tyra Banks on the uniform. I don't even remember seeing the word virgin on Tyra Banks' shirt or uniform thing. But the fact that they were just like... I don't even think Tyra I realized Banks. she was a flight attendant until I ran I knew on. she was a flight attendant. I, I, think, I, I think I knew she was a flight attendant, but just shout out to Tyra Banks because she's also an icon. She's been here for a long time. Yes, uh, she has another movie that she played when she was on that Lifestyle that Barbie. It's kind of oh cool. But, yeah, it, was, know, a, it was a part two. Yeah, it was a part two. It was, it was called it was Life Size. I think that's the oh, yes. Part. yes. You know, I like sometimes corny shit. It was with um, what's the actress? Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, the icon. Yes. Um, before she grew up and became her Regina daughter. Hall was in Love and Basketball. Who I, I love. Regina Hall. Um, and I didn't know that they were young. 
I didn't know that she was younger than her. Oh, oh yeah, Regina Hall is younger than Sonali, then, or about the same age. Uh, she had because they had to convince her that she could play her older sister because they didn't think that Regina could do it. Boris and everybody said Boris Kojo was in there. Gabrielle Union was I in there. I forget all the time that Boris Kojo was in that movie. He was her prom date. Was but who was time. the better prom date, Omar Epps or Boris Kojo? If you had to pick right now, oh. Boris I mean, Kojo has definitely aged better than Omar Epps. Yes, but mm-hmm. back I then it was definitely Omar Epps. Yeah, back then it was Omar. But like, if you look at Boris now, I'm a huge Boris Kojo fan because I love when he was in Soul Food. Like that's the series. Mm. Damon series. I have it on DVD. I have like two seasons on DVD. Sometimes I pause and do that. I love me some Boris Kojo. Boris Kojo. Um, Quincy almost had another dad. Yes, the Allstate guy. Because he didn't want to be a play a man that cheats. Integrity. Oh, integrity. That's cute. Yes. Love it. But yeah, I love loving basketball. I can say it word from word. I can't believe it's been it's been around have twenty years. Right. But have you seen that this is like a while ago to think pieces about how they thought people thought that the movie was actually the storyline was trash years later. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, because they were like he had to play he got up so Quincy was a baby. I can say when he got upset, he was so, he was, again, he was, it's like Issa and Molly, but non-protonic. It's like, he was so used to being the big man and Monica began to outshine him and she spent all her life giving him the attention when he needed it. Um, And the one time she couldn't be available because for something she worked hard for, like she just got a starting position. She couldn't miss curfew and you were upset that she couldn't talk. So you decided to go find another woman and take that whole Burger King, which is an iconic line. Um, yeah, Quincy was a baby. So I think, like, in that regard, and she did, I mean, to be fair, she did move on. People come back. She, like, went to, she moved on. Um, he was with Tyra. She decided she wanted to play him. She wanted to play him. It worked out in the end. She went to the WNBA. He was on the sideline. Yeah. First of all, the soundtrack to Love and Basketball. Also. The soundtrack to Love and Basketball is. I'm just gonna say this. I was li- the sound. The soundtrack. We don't get movie soundtracks like we used to do. Like the only one that's come that- close is the photograph. The photograph soundtrack was good. Okay. The I, movie wasn't I, great, but the soundtrack but was good. I feel like back in the day, like in the '90s, you like it was a thing to have the movie and the soundtrack paired. Like it was a thing. Like people were mm-hmm. going like. No one can tell me the preacher's wife soundtrack, the greatest oh. of all time. Rest in peace, All year around. Like, talking about great soundtracks. The Waiting to Exhale. The Waiting, oh my God, Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. I have it on vinyl. Like, I have Boomerang. Boomerang. Like, these are all like great soundtracks that we don't get to get with movies anymore. Like, they're not a big thing. But even really Love Jones soundtrack out. is, because the music help tells a story too. Because, like, there are some, there's nothing like, so, like, prime example in Love and Basketball, when Monica comes back from Spain because she's over it, and she has she moves back in with her parents' house, and they play that awesome cover that Shaka Khan did. It's called Holding Back the Year, but somebody else sang it before. And Monica's not saying anything, but they're playing that song as she's, like, transitioning from her old life 
to like this yeah. new life. It's like, is she settling? Is she not settling? And there was no dialogue. It just played holding back the years and Monica's looking at all her trophies, taking pictures down, yep. taking it from the team part and just going, it's just like, you that's why music is there. Made a fool of me. Made a fool of me. Like, that ho- me, you didn't need any words that in that last scene playing it. basketball. They yeah. go on one-on-one and it's like perfect. Like Gina Prince by hood is amazing because it's like first it's just like talking and it's just dead silence and you just hear the sound of outside and then it's just quiet. You don't even hear the yeah. basketball hitting the floor and it's just the music playing and you can feel like, you're going through everything. It's like you don't have to say nothing. Right. Like music is so important. Even like the time we're going through now, like music is like moving people. And I also think about like why my other thing, like, with record collecting, like, in my apartment, I don't know if you, like, even know this, my birthday, on top of my thing, I have a bunch of movie soundtracks on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm upset, School days. I'm like, I have most of, if I get this, like, two Spike Lee movie soundtracks that I haven't found on vinyl is Brooklyn and More really? Better Blues. Uh, yes, it is, oh, I oh not, More Better Blues. Favorite Spike Lee movie. Yes, I have yeah, not yeah. gotten that on soundtrack. Um and Brooklyn, but I have do the right. I just gotta do the right thing on Saturday. I found um supposed to be record store day because I have a couple singles for school days. Um, what's the movie? Uh, what's the one with Nola? Well, I can't think of it. Oh, she's gotta have it. That's a good soundtrack. Too. I like. It. And I like how you play the music. The, the uh that one is very jazzy. Oh, the original very, one. The original one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jazzy. Did Terrence um, Blatcher do that? Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate like soundtracks and, and music for that. Yeah, I like soundtracks. Because also, if I can't watch Love and Basketball or if I'm not able to watch it for whatever reason, but I'm in the car and I hear a song from Love and Basketball soundtrack come up, it like takes me, I can, any song that's been in a movie, as soon as I hear it, I play the scene in the movie back and it invokes those emotions. And you may not be able to see the music at the drop of a, I mean, see the movie at the drop of a dime, but like for the most part, you could listen to music at the drop of a dime. And it yeah. gives you that same same sort of experience so happy 20th birthday love and basketball um let's see do how are we on time producer Rhea? let's just let's all right because i we, we have to talk we got to talk about let's just talk about little fires everywhere let's talk about little fires everywhere real quick okay yep so y'all have not been watching this show on hulu yeah, you're late. Y'all you're wrong. You got no excuse. We're in quarantine. Little fires everywhere. It's based off a book. Um, Carrie Washington and her face is star in it. Reese, Reese Witherspoon, who may be, I know people think Julia Roberts is probably like one of the great contemporary white actresses. Mer- Nobody touches Meryl Streep, so I'm not even going to mention her. But Reese Witherspoon is hitting niggas over the head in this movie and TV world, okay? She winning Oscars, she producing, she's in stuff. Reese didn't come to play with you hoes, okay? L and it's so good to see her from L Woods. Uh playing Donnie Cashway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, memory. Yes. Reese Witherspoon is killing it. Um, I loved it. I loved Little Fires Everywhere. It was not gonna be a second season. It It was was just just enough. enough. I do not feel like I need more from the ending. It was just enough. I wish somebody would like even though I don't know how far the book went, but, like, I wouldn't be mad if Hulu, which I, they're probably not going to do, because, like, Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington don't have time to be in the series anymore, but, like, I wouldn't be mad if they, like, got super creative and 
let somebody figure out what the next steps are. Cause like, I want to see what happens with um, the girl who like lied about getting in Yale. I want to see where Izzy went. I want to see. If anybody I want to know more about is Izzy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know if Pearl eventually decides to go meet her father. Um, yes. And like how that goes. I appreciate that they ended up at the grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think they were going to end up in New York, but that would have been, that would have left us with more cliffhangers. She said I, she didn't want to go. Also, Pearl didn't like, no. Yeah. And I, a lot of people like, like, missed that. Um, it's like, oh, she, I'm like, no, she did not go see her father. They went to the grand. If you pay attention in the episode, it was the grandma's, yeah, it was the grandma's house. house. Like, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Let me ask you this. No. Yeah. Do you think that, why do you think uh, Carrie Washington's character didn't tell her daughter the truth? In the first place, because what I'm fearful of is like if Reese Weather, if they never met Reese Weatherspoon with her daughter, they would have still been. Known. She would have known. known. But it she brought them closer. It did bring them closer. I don't think if Reese wasn't digging that she probably ever would have told Pearl, mm-hmm. um, and she would have been because Pearl was like, "We have family. We have all of this. Like, why you got me sleeping on all these beds?" I don't think she would have mm-hmm. told her. I think. Like when she was sitting on that bed for that reason, she said she don't know what the right decision was. She's like, I don't know what was right. And like, she knows that if she would have stayed, like Pearl would have been taken from her. Even though she was a biological mother, like the situation was like a surrogate, so to speak. But it was a different, like that was a, it's complicated. I think it was just, it was, it was super a complicated. Com- complicated. Yeah. I don't know what the right or wrong answer is. I do think if her brother wouldn't have died, she wouldn't even been in that scenario. No. Yep. If her brother yep. wouldn't die, she wouldn't have been in that scenario. Yep. yep. Producer Rhea, yep. you know you off mute. Rhea, get off mute. You're, get off you're... mute. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think that um yeah, I I thought it was interesting. I was like, why didn't she just tell her? But yeah. I mean, I think Carrie had to work through a lot of her own issues to be like she had to face a lot of things. Um to be able to get to where she was, but um, it was good. It was just so good. And she did start, I like that she knew that she did start the little fires everywhere. That was, because yep. at first I thought she was going right out Carrie. I thought she was going to say it was on Carrie. I'm like, if she say it's on Carrie, I'm going to be so mad. But she was just like, I started it. Yeah. It's like, you did start about, it. I wasn't expecting um, Mingling Mother to go get her. Out that crib. I knew that was her taking her in the crib though, but I wasn't. I didn't need. That. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I did, I thought that was the only explanation. I was like, she ain't. Yeah, I was her, like, but... did we need that? But also, the baby I... ain't cry or say nothing when she the took baby was... one noise. The baby she made crying. one noise. I thought she made like a little noise. She and didn't the father told the mother to go back to sleep. Remember, she was trying oh, to get out of the yes, bed. Okay. She was making yeah. noise. Yes. And okay. He said, okay. And he said, "Let her readjust. Let her cry. She'll be all right." And then she knew, and and that lady woke up. And she knew she was gone. Yeah. She yeah. had some sort of um the mom instinct. Mom into mom intuition. But if y'all know. haven't I watched it. The kids, I, I really love the last scene when they yes. like fuck this shit. And the father had said it before he left the house. Like you were mm-hmm. the problem. He was like, You don't see all of this? You brought me into this. You brought me into the party to be the photographer. Like you brought all this stuff on yourself. The little fight. She wrote everybody life. The guy in New York who she made drive six hours back. She just yep. nosy. Just white white women, white women. Elena. Y'all gotta watch it. Y'all gotta watch it. Please yep. watch it. Send us a text. No, no, send us a text. Email us at the shop essential at gmail.com. Write in our Instagram. DM us right in our Instagram. Um 
if you got questions, concerns, you can hit us at that email address. You can follow us at the stop at CNH on Instagram and the stop at CNH on Facebook. I can be found on Instagram at ready 88 Taya can be found at Taya's House of Vinyl. Um, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Um, Producer Rhea, you want to drop your... Um, you want to drop your stuff so we can tell people uh, where to follow you? And you? We know you got multiple Instagram, so give us the one that's um, folk appropriate. You want to drop it? Sure, I'll drop it. It is at I am not a TV producer. Bam. There you Thank have you. it. Not a TV. We're going we gonna to put it in the um, show notes. Yeah. yeah, we're going to put it in the show notes. Well, producer Rhea is going to put it in the show notes. Right, y'all. Um, we we love y'all. Stay um, washing your hands. Wear them safe masks. Make sure you brush your teeth when you wear your face mask. I don't want you smelling your breath, um, scaring yourself. Um, and we'll holla at y'all. Bye. Peace.